you're just like, they're doing it. They're doing the things you want them to do. And they're and, acting, too. And they're <laughs> they're acting actually too. playing and they're characters playing real that I character. care about, that I yeah. want to keep you're watching. You're not just like, get to the next action scene. Yeah. I really thought that when we were going to turn on the camera for this movie, that we were just going to be like, it's fun. A lot of great action. Yeah. It's really cool. Can't wait for the next one. I was so surprised by just how much of an epic crime fantasy like i would call ray to a cr epic crime drama i would call this an epic crime fantasy what is going on there citizens of the reject nation greg and john we just saw a movie that we were so back and forth on whether or not we should go to the theaters and watch it not because we weren't interested don't get me wrong we saw the first three of this franchise in the theaters we just know that with the channel whatever this video is going to get in views it would do phenomenally better if we just waited on video on demand and just did a reaction at home but something was calling that we had to go see this the in the theater like, of we, cinema. we couldn't let it go we did watch this in imax and from the opening shot <laughs> i went god you know i, I never forgot the size and scale of IMAX. I forgot how effective if you get really great sound design. Yeah. <laughs> and a beautifully shot movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, this is effective. This is the first John Wick movie I've seen in IMAX, and every time I'm going to rewatch it, it's going to be in IMAX, so thank you, IMAX, for inviting us. We've seen other movies in IMAX that we have not recommended, but I'm going sure. to tell you, watch this movie in IMAX. It's two-hour, 40-something-minute movie. I could say with the utmost confidence within the first 20 to 30 minutes of this film, immediately was like, I am so glad I did not wait to watch this on video on demand and on top of that too by the time it ended i was especially glad <laughs> i was yeah. so happy you feel rewarded for the uh, yeah. decision the views don't matter john we should watch this in the theaters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what matters is life and bullets and cinema and awesome yeah please go ahead leave a like on this video that would mean a lot just another heads up john coy and i we're going to be having a panel at WonderCon this coming sunday march 26th 11 o'clock a.m if you are in attendance would love to have you come say hi let's talk about john wick chapter four i'm gonna try something out here i'm gonna give my little percentage rating at the top oh 95 percent not bad why what's the missing five well that's what engagement's for you wait around <laughs> and you find out what that five percent's all about the last 30 seconds of this video <laughs> so john what is the plot oh my goodness well john wick he's still trying to clear his name and his debt to the high table and they're still coming after him but there's a new player a marquee in the game who is uh, looking to wipe john out once and for all and then a whole coterie of other interesting characters uh interlope into the plot along the way now for the longest time i have said to myself that the first John Wick movie is still my personal favorite. It's the most personal, it's the most intimate, it's, and it's best structured in my opinion. And I really do like love the franchise as a whole, but the first one has always remained my favorite one personally. Agreed. This one though, I don't know if it's my favorite one. I will say that out of the sequels, it is my favorite one of them all. I, I feel like I could really argue with anyone on why this one I would agree. is the best one. Yeah, it's the best one it's of, a the, dunk. of the sequels. It is an easy slam dunk. And it's not just because of the action. That's the crazy part. Like, yes, okay, look, I don't want to give away a lot of these action scenes, but there's such a variety here that is, of course, impressive. Why I was so hooked within the first 30 minutes was because, weirdly, in that first act, you don't spend a whole lot of time with John Wick in that first act. Instead, as you see in the trailers, you got all these other characters. Now, when you see a trailer for this movie, you go, he's probably going to have, like, 20 minutes of screen time. Donnie Yen's probably going to have, like, <laughs> like, a cool scene or two. They have a whole new list of characters here, and I thought they were all great. Yeah. <laughs> they were excellent 
characters. Donnie Yen. Nine times out of ten, you take an international superstar like that guy, you put him in some American cinema action <laughs> film, they go to waste. They do not waste this guy. They let him have the kind of Donnie Yen action you would want when you watch one of his films from his country. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. And he also provides a sort of like lucid style to go along with his character who's blind. But more importantly than that, it's a great performance. He's intimidating, scary, funny, mm -hmm. but you become so emotionally invested in him. He had lines in this movie that earned the biggest applause. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you could just tell he's so inhabited, especially the role of a blind character in a movie like this. Even that didn't play as typical. I feel like usually they just have superpowers and can sense everything, but the way he threw himself into really feeling and creating the movement and the language of this character on screen was something really impressive to behold. He really went all out. This movie, to me, it just had this great seamless blend of anime, western, uh, neo-noir, video games. Any kind of action you've ever seen in your life. The movie's really long. Before watching it, I was kind of under the presumption that it would just be uh, overindulgent. I thought it would just be a movie where it's two hours and 40 minutes of whatever action scene they could throw at the screen and that's all it's really going to be. This movie allowed the scenes when there wasn't action to truly breathe, to truly have a mood, to truly hone in and evoke stuff coming from within its themes about existentialism, literally the point of life. What is the purpose of this? You know, I have asked myself this when watching the John Wick films. So <laughs> why do you keep going, point, Why are you still doing this? <laughs> why you just give it up and die? And then themes about fatherhood, themes about friendship things that brotherhood things i was not expecting this movie Family. to do it's the most artistic one of them all from behind the camera it really brought it back to that really awesome cinematography that i kind of missed from the first one but they did something that felt literally like i was watching a graphic novel come to life in so many ways yeah and it also really inhabits and uses the palettes of everywhere it goes in the world because this is a very globe trotting movie you're in japan you're in france you're in all sorts of places and each one of them really feels immersive and and like they really thought about every possible way they could use the features of these places to accentuate the action, but also to accentuate, yeah, the, the visual palette of the movie. And there's a certain elegance, I think, coming out of the theater, we were talking about The Raid and The Raid 2 and the sort of jump between those movies. And I think this has a lot of that restrained elegance, not that it's necessarily only about the crime world, because we've seen it applied to there, but it also just has this desperation of will and character. And it is like one of those movies that you don't expect to come out of feeling like it is a fully fleshed character journey and yet it does. It is because it's an ensemble piece. Their stories are equally important in this whole journey that all centers around John Wick because to me this movie's like if the Raid 2 met the Fast and Furious universe in a way sure. because of the physics of the human body in here because yeah it does get a little bit ridiculous of course how many high falls can he withstand not just him <laughs> yes <laughs> <You know? laughs> Hell, uh, most all of these people in this world yeah when you reach a certain level of hitman in this society do you just yes. get overpowered or some kind of like body armor beyond your suit but the movie's still very intense i thought it was just gonna be popcorn fun you know how the the third john wick movie starts off with this great 20 minutes in new york and i thought that was gonna be the movie but i noticed that no one was even really applauding in the first 30 minutes we were just so engrossed by what was going on with the story and the action had a great intensity to it throughout and that's what you want from this movie this sense of like real personal stakes and finding myself on this journey going 
are they actually going to kill this guy off or not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, you think that about John, you think that about multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I think this one and the first one, I think, make really nice bookends because you have such a uh, fruitful blend of, yes, action and beautiful cinema, but also an emotional core that really does feel vital. Like the second and third movie, love them both as well. But there is much more that's just motivated by the lore and the world building and just the rules that apply to everybody who's and a that, hitman. That's all there because you had the yeah. personal one with the first one and then you got the big world building and the and the crazier heightened action and physics with the human body and this kind of encompasses what the previous three films did and kind of even better at the same time too i gotta say too a guy who i kind of whenever i hear is playing a bad guy i kind of roll my eyes at now because i'm like of course he's playing a bad guy Whoa, he had a, he was effective. He was great. Bill Skarsgård, he plays a French man where several times during this movie, I would have one of two thoughts. This guy's the best villain out of the whole franchise. Secondly, I would have many times where I go, God, this guy's such an asshole. I know. God, this guy's such an asshole. I can't <laughs> wait to see him get his ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to teach this guy a lesson. I love the philosophical questions that are here in this movie. Hiroyuki Sonata, he had this wise man almost ronin shogun assassin like quality to him in here i've often joked about how they always have to make him do sword fights in movies in american cinema i think this is the best one sure (laughs) no 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 100 i mean i'm sure that this got to be i I would imagine he would have even had input on it like it is very satisfying and it doesn't distract you that way and there are also multiple other weapons at play. i think the world really sweeps you up into feeling like yeah this is this is right for this scene rather than just oh we got him here let's do that and also shouts out to Rina Sawayama, who who plays his daughter character, because she really threw down along with everybody else to sell everything, like during her fight scenes as well, and just her presence on screen. I thought she uh, lent a beautiful sort of warmth, even though that's not how I would describe like the characters necessarily to the proceedings, because so much of this has to do with the real toll and cost of living this life, being a part of this world, and the fact that there's always some loose end that is going to come back and come for karma, essentially. Yeah, their story in this movie greatly affects the trajectory of this entire epic journey that you go on throughout this film. Scott Atkins, he's the one guy who you bring over here and you're mainly like, I just want to see him have cool fights. He has great fights. And as a fan of action cinema, to be able to watch a movie where you got Hiroyuki Sonata, you got Donnie Yen, you got Scott Atkins in here, and they really utilize them. It's yeah. like an action, it's like a wet dream, man. How coming to life, you're just like, they're doing it. They're doing the things you want them to do. And they're and, acting too. And they're, <laughs> they're acting actually too. playing, playing real that I care about, that I yeah. want to keep you're watching. You're just like, get to the next action scene. Yeah. I really thought that we were going to turn on the camera for this movie, that we were just going to be like, it's fun. A lot of great action. Yeah. It's really cool. Can't wait for the next one. I was so surprised by just how much of an epic crime fantasy like i would call ray to a cr- epic crime drama i would call this an epic crime fantasy yeah 100 yeah. yeah. it still has that peripheral fun there is a lot of latent humor that's not yeah. overt absolutely wants you to chuckle and have a good time with it yeah it's just got so much flavor and there's still more to the world of the continental and the high table and all that stuff and nothing it's like it could easily become pretentious or become silly and i yeah. think they find the perfect blend to prevent that from happening 
happening. And yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned that Fast and Furious kind of physics, but they never uh, go silly with the way they portray and capture anything. It always feels as grounded as possible. And stunt work, yeah. Yeah, and that, so that sells the things that feel a bit more out there. They have these great action scenes, have some great wonders in there. They do things that are like, I, I can't, how do they keep topping themselves? How do they keep mm. finding inventive ways that keep surprising me? Uh, at every turn of, man, this doesn't feel like you're just pulling shit from your previous movies. The action in this movie has such an amazing blend of a wide variety of styles, from swordplay to, of course, the gunfu, as they call oh, it. Yeah. The the nunchuck scene was, <laughs> was like, they really made a full-on John Wick nunchuck fight scene. Which I've been waiting for <laughs> in American cinema for so like No one hits themselves in the nuts. It's amazing. And like you got sh Shuriken throwing stars. You've got do dogs, horses, pretty much anything you've seen in a previous John Wick movie plus more new kinds of oh, fighting. Oh yeah, the car play. My god! There were shots in here. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. There's one that starts off with this above shot wonder is all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking it's, down for a yeah. long time, you'll it, know it's, it's the one we're talking it's about. It's brilliant. <laughs> Ian McShane gives another great performance uh, once again. Shouts out to Lance Reddick. Not in this film a lot, but when he's there, yeah. it's very effective. I really appreciated him being here. May he rest in peace because, yeah, the second he shows up on screen, I'm like, God damn it, it is a bummer not to have this guy anymore. It really is. Also, I, I cannot remember the actor's name, but another... Lawrence Fishburne? His name's Lawrence well, Fishburne. Are you same Samuel Jackson? No, no, no. Lawrence <laughs> Fishburne? Uh, Lawrence Fishman, Barry King, Clancy great. Brown. Clancy Brown, also great. Um, but no, 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 the tracker. The guy who plays. Tracker, no, nobody. No, there's a character there's in a here character. called Nobody. I mean, that's not a spoiler. His name's Nobody. Or, or just great. the tracker. He's great. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's great. Uh, he has one of the best lines in the movie. Makes for a really interesting wild card. Yes, <laughs> and an interesting thematic compliment to John. The 5% that was kind of missing for me, there was maybe like 10 minutes in this movie where I was going, you can probably pick it up a little bit. But out of two <laughs> hours and 40 minutes, I'm like, to have only 10 minutes of that film where I'm going, I'm kind of waiting for you to get back to a little bit more of a rhythm here, a little bit more pulse. I don't even know if it's 10 minutes. It might have been like five, where I had the thought go off in my head for a second of, speed up a little bit. Regardless, I don't even think when that scene was happening, I would want this movie to not have that scene. I would still prefer that scene being in there. Secondly, um, yeah, just a couple of questions that I would occasionally have with this movie of... How's he flying to all these places? <laughs> I did have that exact thought. I was like, who's this airplane guy? Yeah. That seems like a real easy way to get yourself yeah. caught. Yeah. <laughs> Turned into the high table. There's a couple of little nitpicks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How's he going from A to Z exactly? Because he's kind of globetrotting here. <laughs> yeah. You know, J John Wick's got a special tunnel that goes under the Atlantic <laughs> yeah. Ocean. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Screw him. Bumping it up. 97%. Oh, you're almost at my rating. <laughs> yeah. You're almost at my rating. What are you? I'm at 98.5, G. Nice, nice. <laughs> What's that extra 1.5? I might meet you there. I might meet you there. Who what knows? is that 0.5? I have no idea. I'm just leaving it up there because I'm got sure my, there's I got something. my 10 minutes. We're, we'll probably go away on my rewatch. That 1.5 is for anybody who comes up to me with a point that I would go, oh, okay, fair. Yeah. It's for the airplane thing. That's what it's for. But guys... I love the hell out of this movie. It's terrific. Um, I can't wait to watch this two to three more times. Watch it in IMAX because it's well worth it. It's amazing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, subscribe, leave a like, catch this WonderCon. We'll talk to you guys soon.